Hello and welcome to Inspired Mind Podcast. As you connect with our content, we hope that you'll be inspired to grow and develop a better you. Please be encouraged to share this with others. Happy growing. Excited. I'm excited about how the Lord is going to touch your life. So why are we talking about being unleashed? The first question we want to ask ourselves is, what does it mean to be unleashed? I mean, how is, how do we, what, what is the dictionary definition of unleash, of leash? What is leash? Um, first of all, I want to, I want to uh, pull up that definition so that we can look at it. To be unleashed means to break free from a leash or a restraint. So in other words, it's that freedom, that, that break that you get from something that is holding you down for the bigger cause. In our lives today, we are unleashed with one thing or the other. Some people are unleashed with drugs. Social media can put you on leash. Everything that controls your life, addiction can put you on leash. There are so many things. I'm, I'm going to do an illustration for you. Um, where's Leon's? Leon's is my partner in this teaching. Come on, everybody, celebrate Leon's. So what's Leon's on? Come on, shout Leon's is on leash. Come on now. Okay. So now this is Leon's. What is on the other hand of his leash? Let's say it's addiction. It's addicted to. Okay, somebody said Jesus. Very religious people. Said Jesus. That was the first thing that came to your mind. Okay. Drugs. Drugs. So he's trying to, he's, when he's trying to go ahead to fulfill his God's giving purpose in life, try to get your God's giving purpose. What happens? The drugs keep dragging him back. When he's trying to achieve what God has designed for his life, what happens? The addiction, this pornography, social media. Say that again. Fraplanting. <laughs> I like that. I have a lot of teachers in the house. So this is, this is the picture. This is, this is how our life is when we are unleashed. A lot of us, some people are on the leash of bitterness. Bitterness can keep you on this. You see, when Leon's is supposed to be loving and serving God and pleasing Jesus, he's busy hating people. The devil is saying, come on. How will you allow anybody to insult you? You can't take that, can you? How about unforgiveness? Unforgiveness is keeping some people on the leash like this. He's trying to do good in his life, but he, has, he doesn't have the heart to forgive. So every time he wants to move, unforgiveness keeps pulling him back. Keeps holding him down. I want you to fill in the blank. What is the leash that is holding you in your own life? We're all coming here, sitting down today, like, this message is for one particular person. No, the message is for every one of us. It keeps you under control. You see, there's nothing he wants to do. There's no plan, no attempt of, of Leon's. Even when the prayer partners and everybody is praying for Leon's to prosper in life. You know what? When Leon's wants to prosper, he wants to move up. What happens? He's head back because he's unleashed. 
That's the problem. I keep control. As long as I have this, I keep control of this gentleman. That's what the devil does to our lives. And guess who is supposed to be permanently on the leash? It's the devil himself, according to Revelation. For a thousand years, not you. This is why today is very important. I just want us to pay a little attention as we go forward. Come on, put your hands together for Leon's. He's been unleashed now. Amen. It keeps you under control. I mean, basic things can keep you under control. I'm just getting my deliverance from my cell phone now. Because I almost can't do without, I mean, I can go, go somewhere and forget that my kid is by my side, but I will remember my cell phone. That's how bad. Another thing that leash does is to keep you in consciousness of a constraint. Keep you in consciousness. Now, if I've not allowed Leon's to go, by default, Leon's in his mind, in, in his mentality, he already knows, he already believes that he cannot move, that something is holding him back. And that's why um, I like the picture of the elephant. If you can project the picture of the elephant, let me tell you a little story. The, um, something I've read a long time ago about the circus elephant. Let me tell you exactly what happened to that elephant. Can we put the picture up, media? Thank you. So, this elephant was tied to that little stick as a baby elephant. So, as a baby elephant, very small, no strength. That was a lot. That was a big deal. He couldn't get away. Every time he tries to get away, his head back. So, he has became used to the fact that as long as that is there, I can't get away. I have to remain here. So the elephant grew up and became so big when with just a pull, that, that will cut off and it will be free. But in his mind, he's already constrained to that spot. A lot of us are like that. Past experiences of our life has kept us on leash. Failures that we have experienced in the past has kept us on that leash. We just feel that because we have attempted it before, we didn't make it, we can't do it again. Some of us, the experiences of other people has kept us on that leash. Somebody has done it and has failed. Nobody has ever made it. And so we believe we can't make it. How many of us know that guilt can keep you on leash? There's nothing that the devil uses like guilt. And that's the biggest torture that believers have when they go astray. The devil will keep torturing you with that guilt, that sense of guilt. You know, you begin to feel that you are just not good enough. If God is answering prayers, it's not yours. You're not qualified to be called the child of God. The feeling of guilt begins to make you doubt your identity. Guilt can put you on leash. Praise the Lord. Also, the leash can keep you below your potentials and capabilities. A lot of people are not able to achieve much in life because they are unleashed. I know of a brother who, uh, back home, is one of the most intelligent guys that I remember back in, in, in university days. So intelligent. We all, I mean, people like us that, you know, will... Celebrate a B or an A on a good day. Um, 
This guy gets it like normal. So he was very intelligent. But at the same time, he had a problem with drinking. So the devil had him unleashed with drinking. He was continuously drunk. He could not amount to much in life. He got drunk to a point that he missed his final exams. Your fullest potential, being unleashed, can stop you. Amen. I want us to look exactly on how the devil keeps us unleashed. The first thing that the devil does is through our minds. I'm going to quickly do this so that we can go into our session of prayers and, and the anointing session and worship. If you're taking down notes, you want to write that down. How the devil keeps you unleashed. The first thing is through your mind. I like Joyce Mayer when he said the battle of the mind. All the time, all the battle where we fight is the battle of the mind. Let's look at Philippians 4, Philippians 4 verse 8. Um, I'd like us to read that scripture quickly. He said, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. Fix your thought on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Your thoughts can keep you unleashed. But he's advising you that you have to begin to set yourself free. You have to get unleashed by your knowledge of the truth. I thank God for Mount Zion because this is the year of truth. We call it the year of the word. I call it the year of truth. Because truth is in the word of God. A lot of us are, are unleashed by the lies of the devil. You know, you're going to see, you're going to see a, a, a short clip. I'm going to step down and you'll see a short clip um, of the testimony of my wife. And I'm so, so proud of her for the creativity of, you know, being able to pull this together into a little clip that will tell our story. Our case was the case of the mind. The devil had her in her mind, in her thoughts. The way she saw life. The things that was running through her mind. She was unleashed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's look at Romans 7 verse 23. Romans 7 verse 23 says, But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. The devil is always messing with our mind. Some of us, the leash is just that mind. It's head strong. We cannot even move. Say, this power makes me a slave to sin. And that is still within me. My question to you is, what is putting you on the leash? Begin to ask yourself. There's so much. One of the ways that the devil messes with our mind is through fear and doubt. It makes... You're so scared, you can't even make a, a move in your life. Every time you want to make that move, fear becomes the leash that pulls you back. Some of you are worse than doubting Thomas. You just doubt everything. You doubt everything. Nobody has ever done it. Nobody is that good. Nobody. You doubt everything. Everything. You, you just have the ministry of doubt. There's anything like that. 
is a leash of the devil. It's pulling us. So when people are going this way and going according to the instruction of the Lord and, and, and getting fulfilling purpose, you are pulled back by doubt. Because you tell yourself immediately that no, 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 no. If people can succeed in this way, I'm not one of them. What is the leash that the devil has placed on you? I want us to do this homework by ourselves. Another way that the devil puts us on the leash is through our desires. Through our desires. James 1, 13 to 15. Let's quickly look at that scripture. Our desire can put us on leash. He said, and remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our desire, which entices us and drags us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. A lot of us are unleashed by our desires. There's so much that we desire in our heart. It clouds our minds. Let's look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2 verse 11. Say, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wages war against your very soul. Desires. Desires of our heart. You can miss your destiny just because of wrong desires. Especially when you are too passionate about it. I'm telling you, there are some good desires that you have that the devil can also still use to kill you. I know somebody who, for just the desire for food, gave up his entire inheritance. How many of you know a guy called Esau? Is he your friend? It's in the Bible. You see, even the desire for food at the, in in the time of, after having fasted for 40 days, even the devil wanted to test Jesus with food. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't roll like that. The most important thing for me to live and grow in is the word of God. Say, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. 2020 is Mount Zion year of the word. That should be one of our biggest desires. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You know, there are some good desires that could be used wrongly. The desire for excellence. There's nothing wrong with it. How I many of us agree there's nothing wrong with design excellence? But the devil can use it against you if you don't find a balance in your life. I'll give you an example of myself and my team. I, I want things to be done so perfectly. But at a point, the Holy Spirit began to let me know that if I, if I, I have to be wise and be sensitive about how I demand excellence. Because it brings in patience for me. It disconnects me with people. Because I can hardly deal with you if you just don't think excellence. So before you know it, excellence will become your own new pride. And the devil can begin to use that to break your relationship with other people. 
because you're just, you don't care if it's hard for them to get it. I know of a, a tech, um, an inventor who I love so much, and we all use the technology today. It was so good. But even at his death, some of the big testimonies about him was the fact that he was not good with people. They said he will fire you in a minute if you can just not get something right in that one minute. So it's one of the challenges of his legacy. Amen. It can affect you. Praise the Lord. Lastly, under desire, the desire for reputation. How many of you know that reputation is good? We all need to build a good reputation. But I've seen certain people that won't even accept to follow Jesus because they feel their reputation is at stake. Our Father in the Lord um, once talked about certain people that will only come in the night. To see him. They don't want to be seen in the afternoon to know Jesus because their reputation is at stake. I've had people that will not take a stand on their faith because they have certain kind of opinion of people that they want to hold. And they, be, they remain on the leash of the devil. How is reputation affecting you? You know, in Philippians 2, verse 6 to 7, I was about to talk about the fact that even Jesus... didn't consider his reputation as God. His reputation as a father, as, you know, someone from heaven with all his dignity, with all his crown and the glory. He didn't bother about reputation when he had to fulfill the purpose why you and I are here today. He died a shameful death. People he made with his own hands, they were whooping him and pulling clothes out of his body. Reputation wasn't stopping Jesus from fulfilling the purpose of God. Reputation is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love to, I pay so much attention to my reputation as well. But I'm just telling you here that it can be the leash that the devil is using to hold you. Because that's all you think about. What would they say about me? Oh, what would they say? Oh, what would they say? What would they say? That can be the leash. Praise the Lord. What is it in your life? You are the one to evaluate yourself. Some people have been in this life for too long. A lot of time we deceive ourselves. People approve us. We want to be approved by people. A lot of times we live in deception just because we want people to just validate us. By the way, I, we titled this topic um, Unleash from the Monster in the Mirror for a purpose. Because one of the reasons why we go to the mirror is for validation. Mirror, mirror, right? Am I fine? How many of you remember Snow White's own? You know, mirror, mirror, is anybody prettier than I am? We go to the mirror because we want to be validated. That's why we go to the mirror. But you know what? The mirror will show you 
the external you, the mirror is not going to get to tell you exactly the leech in the inside, the emotions that the devil is using to hold you. Some of us are not able to function well for the Lord because of the problem of hunger, the problem of bitterness. We walk on ourselves every day. I walk on myself every day. We all got these struggles. But you need to ask yourself, what is that link that the devil is using to hold you? My, my question to you is, what will be your own story of unveil? Um, what is your story of being unleashed? I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 18. It says, whenever, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. In other words, you are unleashed. For the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We're going to go through a moment of worship and anointing. And we're going to encourage everyone as the hushers can help us direct and come out. And our father in the Lord here, our mommy is also here. We're going to have the anointing moment um, here. He said, so all of us who have had that vein removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. There is nothing that can unleash you like the Word of God. There's nothing that can take away the vein of, of, of the trap of the devil in your life like God's Word. That's why this is the most important moment of your life when we connect to the power of the Spirit of God.